And welcome into the Pacers Podcast. I'm Scott Agnes. On today's episode, you'll hear from David Grace, an assistant coach for the men's basketball program at the University of California. But before that, he spent the last five years as an assistant coach and recruiting coordinator at UCLA, which meant he recruited and was instrumental in the development of guys like Aaron Holiday, TJ Leaf, E.K. Anabogu, and even Bryce Alford, who was with the Pacers for the Summer League. So he has all kinds of stories and insight from those guys, still very young in their careers. And he was there from the beginning, checking these guys out in high school, evaluating them when they were 14, 15, 16, 17, before landing them at UCLA. It's pretty wild that the Pacers have three recent UCLA players, plus throw in Darren Collison, the team's starting point guard. So they have four UCLA Bruins in all on the current roster. I appreciate Coach Grace taking time out of his very busy summer schedule to jump on the podcast and talk about the Indiana Bruins. All right, as promised, I welcome in David Grace, assistant coach for the men's basketball program at the University of California. Before that, he spent five years at UCLA, so he knows all about these three Pacers that are on the roster formerly played for the Bruins. Coach, thanks for taking time to join on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It really has been funny over the last several years how many former UCLA guys have been added to this Pacers roster. There was Darren Collison several years ago, TJ Leaf, E.K. Anabogu in the 2017 draft, and then, of course, the Pacers using their first-round pick this summer on Aaron Holiday. Let's go backwards to forwards, Coach, and start with T.J. Leaf. He was a guy with significant Indiana ties, his dad playing here, getting drafted, actually, by the Pacers despite not having much of a professional career in the NBA, did have a good career overseas. What was T.J. like for you both during the recruitment process and during his year at UCLA? Well, you know, I, I've known TJ since he was an incoming freshman and started recruiting him then. He also played for the Compton Magic AU program, uh, where I used to coach in. So um, you co-founded that, is that right? Yeah, I coached it. I coached the Arizona Magic that was underneath the Compton Magic. Then I coached the Compton Magic as well. Um, so TJ, I've known for a long time, and, you, and you're right. His father had a great career overseas in Israel and. Played at Evansville. He's originally from Indiana, and they got a great family. Um, TJ's from uh, San Diego, as everybody knows, and uh, very highly skilled and just a great person. What is it like being on the West Coast? And in, in your career has predominantly been there: Oregon State, San Francisco, Sacramento State. What is that perspective as a college coach out on the West Coast of players in Indiana from Indiana that play AAU ball in Indiana? Well, you know, I'm originally from Maryland, so I'm a transplant out here. Okay. I, I, got, I, I did 20 years in the Air Force and was stationed uh, at Phoenix, uh, Luke Air Force Base. I retired out of there. So, um, you know, uh, being on the West Coast for my whole college career and, 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 and actually my high school coaching career as well, uh, uh, it's a different it's a different perspective of how things are done out here on the West Coast. Um and, uh, you know, we, we recruited Chris Wilkes as well, uh, who's from Indiana. So, um, uh, you know, players are players. Um, you know, I know in the Pac-12 we play a, a more uh, NBA style of play. That's why a lot of our guys get taken early. Fun fact, Chris Wilkes went to my high school. So I, yes. I know Chris decently well uh, and have been rooting him on, certainly here from Indiana. I've seen so many guys from uh, UCLA go to Indiana. i got to believe you, you have a decent relationship with, maybe with some Pacer scouts or executives that come through. Can you take fans through what it's like welcoming 
executives from the NBA maybe to practice however you guys did it uh, at UCLA? Well, it, it, you know, we took a lot of pride in, in having, uh, you know, scouts come to our practices. Uh, we had, when I was at UCLA, I think one year we had 107 practices and 98 had NBA scouts in it. You know, we used that as recruiting in Indiana. With their, obviously, we, we like to think we had a, you know, a little running joke um, that, um, UCLA is the minor leagues for the Indiana Pacers. Right. Uh, you, you got you got Buckner, who's a great great friend of mine, who's in the front office with the Pacers, and and uh, uh, I believe Bobby Knight's son was also with yeah. the Pacers. Yeah, yeah Pat yeah, Knight. So, Pat Knight's a great guy, is a friend of mine, and he spent a lot. You know, obviously his relationship with Steve Alford, but uh, me and him has had a great relationship as well. So they spent a lot of time in our in our gym and our practices, and we welcomed that. Um, so they got to know Ek Anabugo, you know, who only played 13 minutes a game and averaged four points a game in uh, at UCLA because he played behind Thomas Welsh. Um, so they got to see him in practice. And, you know, like just like with Zach Levine, who never started a game at UCLA, and then he ends up 13th pick for, you know, the um, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. So, you know, you have all of those things and factors in, and uh, the Pacers have done a great job of recruiting our guys. Or, you know, when they say it, when they're just evaluating our guys, they drafted them. How much communication do you have uh, with front offices leading up to the draft process? Because i got to believe your phone's maybe ringing yeah. off the hook in texts and phone calls, just trying to gather intel and, and maybe follow-ups to conversations that you had previously had with guys like Jason Buckner, et cetera. Yeah, we, um, we have a lot. I have my phone rings in during that time. As soon as the season's over, my phone rings all, all <laughs> the time for NBA exit with the 76ers when uh, – you know they were courting Lonzo's uh, Lonzo Ball um, for their for their um, pick that year. Uh, they took Markel Fultz uh, instead, but um, um, uh, the phone rings all the time. Not just you know people don't realize not the NBA people really do their homework. So it's not just with UCLA kids, but for kids all over across the pack pack twelve, and then the kids that I recruited that went to other schools as well. As the recruiting coordinator at UCLA, you were one of the key individuals, right, in trying to get guys like Ike Anabogu, TJ Leaf, Aaron Holiday to commit to the program and then coach them once they ultimately ended up with the Bruins. You brought up Lonzo, and one thing I thought that was interesting in Aaron's development was he started his freshman year, then took a back seat to Lonzo during his sophomore season. And that certainly had to be difficult. But then he reassumed that starting position this past year, his junior season. How did you see him handle that adversity? And what type of growth did he make over this past year at UCLA? Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Aaron is a true professional. Uh, he gets that from his brothers and his parents. He's an outstanding young man. He he was not happy with the decision, but he never showed. And, you know, and him and Aaron and Lonzo are actually very good friends. So, so that, you know, that says a lot about both of those young men, um, how they both handled it. And uh, Aaron is a, is a true professional, um, in fact, a young man that's on my team now at, uh, team now at, uh, here at Cal, mm -hmm. uh, jumped in my car. We went to do a spin cycle uh, class as a team, and I uh, jumped in my car, wanted to know everything about Aaron. And um, 
um, which I thought the, I thought that meant I thought that was very good by that young man to do that. And uh, and we talked about just that as Aaron started as a freshman and then came off the bench. And when he, you know, that we went thirty-one and five that year, so the chemistry had to be good, and and, and Aaron was a big reason for that. Yeah, because it can't be easy taking a back seat to, to anyone, especially right. after having that starting position. How did you see Aaron grow from the time maybe you were recruiting him as senior year in high school to us after several seasons with the Bruins? Uh, just every year, every year his maturity. You know, uh, you know when they come in as eighteen year olds, they're, they're fresh out of high school, and there's some maturity um, that they need to to. to to, to, to do as as they go throughout the year um and Aaron every year um just matured and he was a, a great leader for us this past year and he helped the young freshman had his uh, a very immature uh six-man class at um at UCLA um and, and Aaron did a great job of nurturing them we hear a lot about his defense. We also know certainly how well he can shoot the ball. What do you see as maybe the next couple of steps for him to focus on in his first several years in the NBA? Because obviously a first-team all-pack 12 guy, all-defensive team choice, an impressive resume coming into the NBA. You know, just be able to run a team, you know, um, and it did, to do it either either starting or coming off the bench. And he, he, he'll do that. He'll, he's And he's... He's a coach's dream. I mean, he, he's okay. going to do everything the coaching staff ask, ask of him. He has great mentors and his brothers. You know, one was drafted high and the other one wasn't. Um, and they both are still still made it to the NBA. So that tells you about their work ethic and, and their uh, uh, their their uh, tenacity of, of, of getting to where they want to be. And uh, Aaron um, is, 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 will continue to grow as, as, as a player and as a person. In the month or so that I've covered Aaron here in Indianapolis, one of the things that's jumped out to me is how that the family factor, the being the last of the four holiday kids and two older brothers already in the NBA, that hadn't seemed to weigh him down. In fact, he's taken it the other way. It seems like he's embraced it and actually points to his older sister, Lauren, as someone who has been very influential in his basketball career. Very true. You know, he's the baby of the family. So... Uh... He's um, Lauren is is taking taking him under her wing. Uh, she was actually a very good player as well, but had to stop playing due to concussions. Um, that whole family is very very incredible people, man. They're they're the best. Three three siblings to make an NBA. I think the only other California family was are the Berries. You know Rick Berry's sons. Um, so he he is uh, will embrace anything that's thrown at him and, and do it in a professional way. And he is, he, he has a little chip on his shoulder to, to get to the NBA because he's the only one and only male in the family that had other siblings. And, um, um, he's, he's used that to his advantage. And the other thing I think if he needs any kind of more motivation is that he was the last guy taken in the green room and selected a little higher, uh, than he predicted. But I think that can only be fuel uh, if he needs it at this point. Yes, he does uh, use that. He'll use it as fuel. He uh, he he uses a lot of things for motivation, and and that will be one of them. He has uh, really worked extremely hard. He's a gym rat. Um, um, always always on time. Always early to practice. Late to leave. 
um, never, never late for school as well. He did, he did his schoolwork and uh, just a joy to be around and a joy to coach. What's Aaron the person like? Can you take us through what he's like off the court? I was talking with Chris Wilkes. And he said, ask him where he's always going. Apparently they were roommates and he was never in the room. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to the, to the gym. Okay. You know, um, he's a kind of a laid back uh, kid, but when you get him on the court as competitor, he loves the gym. He's a gym rat, you know, so Chris should have went with him. Um, um, so that's where he's probably was going either that or, or go, go and spend some time with his family. He's very, it's a very close knit family and they spend a lot of time together. Let's now move to another player. You brought up EK earlier. He's a guy that really hadn't gotten much of of a chance to show what he can do, quite frankly, because of injuries. He had another uh, surgery here this spring that kept him out of summer league, unfortunately. What did you see from him in high school? I got to imagine you just saw his strength, his build, but because he's still, at this point, very raw, uh, especially on the offensive end. I believe he's the youngest player in the NBA, right? Yep, he was Um, last season. Yes, and and um, so he has to mature, but great shot blocker and uh, very, very good timing. That's what I saw. I saw a, a young man that can rebound the basketball and block shots. His offensive skills will come as he gets older. Um, a very, very great kid, very good family, um, um, works hard. It's a shame his knee has is, is given him problems because he's he's a heck of a talent. And um, it's just going to get better. He's a, a happy-go-lucky kid and uh, <laughs> a, a kid that likes to have um, wholesome fun. And, and uh, he's good to be around and very, very humbled kid. And he's another one like TJ, right, that came out of that uh, that AU, the Compton Magic pipeline. Yes. Yeah, another Compton Magic kid has is, is done extremely well. You know, the Compton Magic uh, just won the national AAU championship this, this year. Um beating everybody they, and it's a great program to come out of the guy uh Atop Una Emma who runs the program has been doing it for a long time just a great person and it's a it's a class act organization and uh EK and TJ were were both part of that do you think more than anything with EK coach that it's mostly fair to just say he just needs reps he needs activity yes. and, and to play and in part that's why it was good he was able to get some games in last year uh in the G League right and it, it just just to play he hasn't done a lot of playing. You know, like I said, he only averaged 13 minutes because we had Thomas Welsh, who uh, just got drafted by the Denver Nuggets. So he uh, he just needs to play. And once he does that and, and, and he needs to mature, you know, you send a, a young 18-year-old kid. Uh, he actually got to college as a 17-year-old. So he's going into the NBA as an 18-year-old, and he should be graduating high school, and you got him in there in, in, a, in a grown man's league. So it's just uh, – it's just uh, uh, um, we just have to wait and be patient with him. Yeah, I think that's something maybe fans are, are are not understanding or aware of as much as like EK would not even be a senior in college at this point if he continued on. This was a smart decision, I think, for him, clearly getting drafted to move on from UCLA and, and enter the pros. But there's still that development phase that he still has to hit on uh, and make a focus of his each day. Very true. If if the if if the Pacers are patient, I think they'll get a quality uh, uh, pro player for for a long time if they're patient. They just have to be patient with him because he's a heck of a talent. He's a physical specimen, 
and he's a good person. So he's going to do everything you ask of him. We just hope the knee holds up, and if that does, and he'll he'll learn. And, he, he, you know, he'll learn and he'll get better each year he's, he's there. Back with Aaron, I want to talk just about his defense briefly. How did he do when going against guys with a uh, much bigger size, both in height or physically a, a bulkier guy? How did he handle he, those situations? He's, he's a fierce competitor. He don't like to lose anything. He didn't like to lose drills. And uh, he takes things personal. So those will become challenges when he's – not the tallest guy that he's guarding, um, or the guy that he's guarding is taller than him. So he's gonna he's gonna take it very personal, <laughs> very chip on his shoulder. You know, we go into Arizona uh, this past year, and with if we didn't have him, we'd have lost. I mean, he was a big factor. We go into USC and uh, beat USC, a rival of UCLA, and um, go in a hostile environment. And he's the main reason why we win, and helps us get to the tournament. The word that comes to mind, I mean this in a good way, is he's a pest. He irritates guys in what I saw at the summer league. Very true. Very, very true. He has a big-time motor, and he's a fierce competitor. And um, and you you put his skill set with those two uh, attributes, and you're going to have a player that can help the Pacers for a long time. Back to T.J. Leaf, who the Pacers selected in the first round, I guess now two drafts ago. We know he can shoot. The key thing is, is can he guard guys, especially if he becomes a big and they try to use him at that four spot and how he can handle those matchups. Where do you see in his development and how, how he may be used moving forward in, here in the NBA? Well, he's a skilled stretch four. And I've, I saw him uh, just a couple weeks ago. Um, um, at an AAU event, he's actually was watching the Compton match. I got to talk to him a little bit, and he's put on a lot of muscle. And um, and then I got to see him, and I went to the summer league and, and got to see him play. And um, he he he's had, he had a couple good games. So um, I just think he, he again he's he's not that that old as well. So he's just got to mature and uh, get better. But he can he's very skilled. He's got a quick bounce to him. Uh, so you can use him in a variety of ways. You can stretch the defense with his three-point shot. And uh, yeah. and then he, he makes shots around the basket, too. He's very crafty and very uh, knowledgeable on how to play down in the post. Part of me wants to say maybe best-case scenarios, I could see him morph into a body like Gordon Hayward and become very a gr- good defender, and we already know he can shoot. Very true. Very, very, very good Um you know, um, uh, Hayward is, 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 is a great guy to compare him with. What was your thoughts uh, with just the Pacers, as you said, basically drafting all these guys? How funny, how ironic was that to you guys out on the West Coast, yeah. seeing that yeah, we, chain of events? I was watching the draft, and I, I started to call Buckner and, and say, hey, <laughs> man, uh, what's going on here? You know, but uh, I, I, I'm a huge Pacer fan now. Um, my brother is a lacrosse head coach at Earlham College and lives right next door. He lives in the same complex as TJ and EK right at the practice facility. So i become a big Pacers fan. And uh, for them to, to draft all of our former players. And then you got uh, Collis in there as well. So um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Pacers and we're, we're, we really enjoy being a, being a UCLA guy and a former UCLA guy. Um, um, we're, we're, we're glad that that's happening. I believe Darren spends much of his off season still back in Los Angeles. How often did you see him at the facility or with the guys or would he come to speak to the team at all, Darren? 
Um, he hasn't come and speak to the team, but you know the the, the summer pickup games are, at UCLA are, are legendary, and I will see him there every now and then um, come through, and, um, and like all the UCLA kids do, and and, and all the greats. And LeBron goes in there and plays, and they just had a thing on Westbrook over there playing as yeah, well. Yeah, we saw so, video of all that last summer. It was yeah, where at least for yeah. a couple of days, I think Vic was even in on some of yeah. those runs. Yeah, Vic comes a lot, and um, uh, he Vic's a great guy, man. Just a tremendous person, and uh, but they all do. They all come out there, and it's it's it's, it's unbelievable. Um, before our guys go over there, I I use I used to run over there real quick just to see who was in there and uh, yeah. and talk to the guy NBA guys before they actually got on the court, and then when the UCLA players came in and I'd have to leave because I couldn't watch him. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, Collison does come through and, and so does the rest of the, uh, UCLA guys and, and, and Victor as well. Coach, anything else about these guys Pacer fans should know as, as they try to learn more and more about these former UCLA players? They're all great guys. Get to know them as person. You know, they have all have different personalities. They're all, uh, have great work ethic. And um, you know the Pacers have done their homework, and uh, and they're they're getting good quality guys that are um, you know I remember T.J. Leaf recruiting T.J. Leaf, and I said T.J. What do you what do you want to major in at UCLA? And he said bucketology. So uh, <laughs> so we That's made crazy. sure he majored in bucketology because he knew he was going to be one and done. Um, but the the work ethic that they put into um, appreciate that because they're giving everything they got to to help the Pacers win and you, you're getting uh uh what well, you got four four guys from UCLA so they're they're all great guys and uh, I'm sure you'll appreciate them as the season goes on next year appreciate it thanks for taking the time to join the podcast and best of luck uh, out in California at the University of California coach Thank you so much for having me uh I really appreciate it All right that's David Grace an assistant coach at Cal after spending the last five years in Los Angeles at UCLA as an assistant and recruiting coordinator and quite the job he did and had there uh, gathering four top five recruiting classes during his stretch. Of course, he has a nice in at the Compton Magic, an AAU team that has had significant success and had great players like Leaf, like Annie Bogu, and then, of course, spending the last three years with Aaron Holiday and many more out at UCLA. And during the summers, he's able to see guys return to school because the NBA offseason for so many players is either Las Vegas or Los Angeles. And I remember last year, Victor even playing in some scrimmages out at UCLA. LeBron was part of those, so of course that's what gathered the most attention. Darren took part in all of that as well. And so I thought it'd be great to have Coach Grace on to discuss uh, the recruitment of those players, how he saw them mature and grow into the players that they are today and that they are still becoming. Because as we discussed, yeah, they're still very, very young. Leaf and Annie Bogu just one year into their NBA careers, and neither of them got significant minutes whatsoever. Leaf was a part of the rotation, but not so much when the playoffs came around. He's still young, maturing. He's put on about 20 pounds of muscle this summer had mixed results in summer league had that first bad game but then led the team in scoring the next two games and I thought did fairly well um, out in Las Vegas Aaron Holiday was the most outstanding player I thought for the Pacers their first round draft pick this year and then Alizé Johnson their second round pick 
he was also very impressive in what he was able to do, taking care of the dirty work and consistently coming up with eight, nine rebounds per game. My thanks again to David Grace, the assistant coach at Cal, for joining the podcast. Aaron Torres, a friend of mine, suggesting I have him on, and so I really appreciate that as well from Aaron. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, rate, and review the Pacers podcast, and I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>